Hi, welcome back to another season of The Teacher's Promise and to this noble career you've dedicated yourself to. Once again, I'm your host, Brett Hansen, and I'm proud to be an educator. But as we all know from the news, from our return to schools, and from our difficult year ahead, things have changed a lot. The teacher's shortage has gotten much worse, the politics have become more divisive, and how we teach is changing faster and faster every year. And yet, one thing has remained the same. You, your dedication, your compassion for your students, your kindness and hard work in an unprecedented and difficult situation. And these are still the focus of this podcast. So thank you for returning in every sense of the word. Now, last year was definitely a wonderful learning experience for me as a communicator and as an educator. But trying to provide a quality interview every week, in addition to the growing demands of my day job, became overwhelming. So this year, I intend to provide two episodes per month. One will be an interview with an extraordinary educator focused on the monthly topic. The other episode, a teacher's report on that topic, will explain the larger picture and possibly offer some suggestions or resources for educators. I still hope to feature compassionate classroom educators nominated by people like you but I really also want to support educators in these tough times. So please feel free to recommend an extraordinarily compassionate educator or someone who's doing excellent work, regardless of whether that's the topic for the month. This month, we will explore alternative ways to earn a living in education outside the classroom, but still as an educator. Our first guest will be Missy Bosley a veteran reading specialist, special ed teacher, and instructional coach who is also preparing for her own business. The teacher's report will focus on other ways younger educators who need just a little more challenge or a change or a way to make more money while still staying in their career or retirees can build career autonomy without having to leave their career in education. Now some future topics will include the changing methods we use to deliver instruction in a post-COVID world with fewer students and far fewer teachers. For example, should our district start teen teaching the way they are in Arizona, where they have a major teacher shortage? where four or five educators will teach 100 to 150 students, say, for example, ninth graders, in a larger group that work together. They claim they have data to show that the learning has increased and graduation rates have gone up. Or should people use blended instruction with some in-person and some remote learning, as many schools are having to do, where you might have your chemistry class taught by someone in another state for the select students who want to do that class because you just don't have a teacher. And then there's also the fully online instruction, which many people rejected after COVID, but some students have found 
that they prefer this method, and this model of teaching is growing all across the United States. We'll also dive into the important topic of AI and education sometime soon in October or November. To learn what forward-thinking schools are doing this year, to understand the explosive growth of AI in our world, while teaching students to use AI ethically, and how other schools who perhaps did not see the importance of AI beforehand can catch up. Because one thing that everybody says and everybody knows is AI is not going away and our students need guidance and instruction. We'll also look deeper into the teacher shortage, expanding on last year's episode, and how it's forcing systematic changes. So please let me know any other educational topics that you think we should discuss. You can send me an email or go to the bottom of any Hanson Education Services page or the Teacher's Promise page and just insert a comment. I'd like to finish up today with an excerpt from my book, The Teacher's Promise, I know some of you may have heard these ideas before, but it might do us all a little good to be reminded, especially in these times, why we do what we do. My students often ask me when I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Not if, but when. I teach mostly juniors and seniors, and they think they're supposed to know what they want to be. But they really don't. So for them, it's more a matter of when they should know, mainly because they don't want to be left behind. I used to struggle to answer the question, but I've realized that I've always known subconsciously that I wanted to be a teacher, because I've always known, deep down, that I needed to be a teacher. You see, I grew up poor in a broken marriage like many other kids. My father left and my mother did the best she could, working three jobs and moving us all over the country to earn a college degree in order to improve our lives. And in the process, I attended six different elementary schools in four states, one middle school and four high schools. And the only quick and reliable way I knew to make friends was to misbehave. Unfortunately, I did it well. I refined my dark arts of lying, stealing, cheating, drinking, vandalizing, using drugs. And then it only got worse as I got older. Homelessness, despair, failure. I was a mess of a kid. A miscreant troublemaker a good-for-nothing, definitely one of the bad ones. But all through these troubled years, certain people were always there for me. No matter what I did, they ensured that I apologized for pushing or stealing. They made me wash my hands and clear my tray. They taught me to read and write. And perhaps most importantly, they showed me, and some even told me, there's no such thing as bad kids or good kids just kids, who sometimes behave badly and sometimes behave well. They taught me many truths and expected me to improve myself. The fact that it took so long was clearly my fault. I mean, it seems so obvious now. I've always needed to be a teacher. I just didn't always know it. Because teachers not only taught me, they saved me, whether they liked me or not. And I also believe, now more than ever, that they loved me, whether I was lovable or not. 
Yes, I've always needed to be a teacher. But sometimes it's difficult to remember why we stay in this profession. When the doubts start circling, when the complaints get louder than the praise, when the financial stress starts to overwhelm us while we're working harder than ever, and work and life and society demand more and more from teachers, we start to forget both when and why we decided to dedicate our lives to loving other people's children. For me, these troubles climaxed in the spring of 2011 when the Wisconsin legislature passed Act 10. That was when I almost quit the noblest profession. But fortunately, that was also when I discovered a new perspective to get me through a sea of doubt. I called the teacher's promise. I don't think any parts of it are new. Most of us probably fulfill these ideas most days in our own unique ways. We just sometimes forget the incredible realization that for teachers... All children are our children. And that for educators, all students deserve our intelligent compassion. And that for all who serve in public education, every day is a perfect opportunity to fulfill our destiny without a moment to lose. Unfortunately, we sometimes forget that at some point in our lives we made a promise to all children, whether we knew it or not. And more than anything else, We need to realize how this promise not only improves the quality of our students' lives, present and future, it also nurtures our souls in ways other jobs just can't. The teacher's promise enriches us in ways difficult to measure. So we must continue to share it and discuss it and nurture it, while at the same time, discussing and exploring paths to fix our broken educational system. It is our primary goal this year in this podcast to find a balance between compassion and change. We must fix the broken parts of our system that keep teachers from feeling fulfilled and earning a fair and just income. But we must also make sure that there is a path back to our youthful optimism. What may have slowly become just a job that we must endure for our livelihood can and must once again become our passion. And then our days at work, which may have become too heavy and hard lately, can once again be filled with light and joy. So thanks again for listening. Please visit HansenEducationServices.com to learn more about our classes, services, publications, SEAL stories, and to sign up for our newsletter. I don't use social media, but I'd be grateful if you did. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell your peers any way possible. You can access all the episodes, including the show notes, explore other parts of the Teacher's Promise program, and purchase a copy of my book on the teacherspromise.com page, which is also under Hanson Education Services. Please remember to join us again next time in two weeks when Missy Bosley explains how she got started in educational coaching and how it changed her life and shaped the future she's just beginning to live. Finally, always remember, you must take care of yourself in order to take care of others. And thank you for being a teacher. Until next time.